such a smooth tune to kick things off to. I love that one. Welcome to The X. I'm Kayla Brown, and today we have Ryan Duff. Ryan is the owner of Fusionize Technology and a fellow X-teamer, WordPress advocate and leader, weather geek, and he's giving Bobby Flay a little run for his money when it comes to barbecuing. The X is sponsored by X-Team. X-Team provides full-time developers to companies that believe extraordinary quality is paramount. X-Team is trusted by some of the world's leading brands, including Fox Broadcasting, Riot Games, and Twitter, just to name a few. I'm super excited to have Ryan Duff here. Um, and so why don't we go ahead and roll into that, because as we, the first time Ryan and I kind of chatted, uh, barbecue got, uh, got brought up, and I was super uh, uh, curious to hear about that. So uh, Ryan, can you tell us, even though it's not super techy, or maybe it is, maybe there's a tech uh, aspect to it, but how did you kind of get into barbecue, and, and, and what's the deal there? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I love, I just, I, I mean, I love cooking. Yeah. So the uh, kind of that seems like a natural extension of things. And, and I just got into it probably, I don't know, five or six years ago, maybe uh, got a little smoker from uh, from Lowe's and, and it did some modifications to it made it better. Uh, I'd like to get a bigger trailer smoker at some point, but I, I work with what I have now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know we cook all summer long as as the weather permits. You know here in Pennsylvania, it's a little uh, the weather gets temperamental and, and things like that. So um, that, that, that's cool that you've uh, you know you bought the stock version and then you you modded it up. You know you trick trick my uh, grill. Um, but so, like I said, is, is there a tech aspect to it? Do, do you like it kind of being, do you, you know, uh, totally separate and totally, you know, just grilling or do you, are you into the gadgets? Cause there's plenty of, if you go to Lowe's or wherever internet, there's plenty of little, you know, grilling and smoking gadgets out there. I mean, do you, do you indulge in that area or do you like kind of the more rustic, uh, approach to it? I, I kind of take more of a rustic approach. There's there's a couple different types. I mean, there's some some really neat smokers out there that are almost automated. Yeah. Uh, and you can do like basically it's you know they're they're pellet fed, so you're feeding in in wood pellets basically of whatever uh, type of wood or smoke you want to use, sure. and you set it for a temperature and it just automatically uh, you know feeds stuff in, opens dampers, and does all that. Uh, I don't get into that technical side of things i sure. like what they call a uh, a stick burner which is basically you're you're using um you know wood chunks or or logs basically to stoke a fire in an, in an offset firebox mm -hmm. um and i use that they do have some cool technical stuff as far as uh you know some some damper controls even for your like your little weber kettle grill right uh that you can put on the thing it'll control a fan that basically um you set it for temperature and it'll it'll blow or or turn off um, to stoke the the coals basically and keep you at a at a consistent temperature. Uh, I don't get into all that stuff. Probably about the most tech I use is like remote thermometers okay. that I can put in and read the temp without having to open up the smoker at all. Very cool. Uh, yeah. And at least gives me you know a temperature readout without having to to open it up constantly. Use an instant read thermometer or something sure. like that sure. to, to check on the meat. Very cool. Very interesting. And uh, so a nice little segue there. You said yeah, you're here in Pennsylvania. You're in Harrisburg. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what that's like? Certainly in tech podcast, you hear plenty about San Francisco, plenty about New York. Um, can you tell us a little bit about kind of Harrisburg living and, and maybe even remote work? 
Yeah, I'm I'm kind of between like Harrisburg and, and York, which is kind okay. of on the way down to Baltimore. Um, so I'm kind of I'm actually fairly remote. I'm in the like the middle of nowhere. It takes me twenty to twenty five minutes to go out and get groceries and things. Like <laughs> okay, that. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a little bit of a tech scene here, not too much. We do have meetups and and there's some some tech groups on on meetup and things like that. Lancaster, which is about forty five minutes to my east, has really been growing. Uh, in the past five to ten years, as as an extension uh, from Philadelphia, yeah. Um, so that I mean, the train connection there and everything else like that, you may even be able to pick up the the freight train that's going <laughs> I, past. I do hear, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But there's there's a, a train that runs from Harrisburg uh, Amtrak to uh, to Philadelphia, and uh, because of that, Lancaster's kind of picked up. It hasn't quite made its way out this far yet, but but York and Harrisburg are starting to pick up on a little bit of that tech scene. Sure. You know, it's, it's funny. I'm here in Pennsylvania as well, other side of the state, Pittsburgh, but it's funny. I heard that as well. Uh, some, like, even startups and, and such uh, out in the York area, which is pretty cool because, uh, you know, for folks that aren't that familiar, I mean, it really isn't a, you know, a giant city or anything, but it's cool to see uh, kind of startup communities or tech communities kind of build in, in places like that. Yeah, there's actually to my west uh, in Carlisle, there mm-hmm. is, uh, because that's a big trucking industry hub, there's actually some tech going on there as well. And I think there's even an incubator out there uh, that's that's done some stuff with local companies and, and kind of helped get them going. So there's, there's a little bit in here, but the, the whole area that I'm in is sort of spread out. There's something like eight different cities, I think. Um, over a couple different counties, sure. and, and it makes up you know just a huge footprint. Each one has their own identity. Mm-hmm. So, so here in in the uh, you know the remote region that you're in, I mean, what do you, what are you up to these days? What are you what are you working on? What interests you? Uh, what, what's going on? Uh, for side work, I do um, you know outside of my outside of my day to day programming and things like that. Sure. You know, it's it's hanging out with uh, my family. I've I've two little girls. Um, and either that or working out in my uh, in my garden. I have a big vegetable garden, awesome. and so in the, in the summer months, you know, I get to get out there, and, and it's a nice break away from the computer, mm-hmm. um, and kind of go out there and, and be be separate from you know have my own thoughts. It's kind of like a, a place where I can go and you know, have some calm and things like Absolutely. that. Um, so what, uh, you know, we're kind of talking about Slack and, and, and email. And I mean, we all still use email, though. Yeah, things are moving towards Slack. Are there other tools? And this is development tools or just, you know, I don't know if you're a, a Mac or PC. Um, but like, are there are there tools that, you know, are invaluable, things that you have to have or what's always running? Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm a Mac guy. I've been a Mac guy for years. I love uh, Sublime Text for yes. coding. Yep. Um, I use OmniFocus for my personal task management and some other things that I need to break out to to a very granular level. Mm-hmm. Um, I use Basecamp for client communications and things like that, uh, just because it helps facilitate drops things out of email. Sure. Uh, I think their their new version of Basecamp. I just saw uh, something on Medium. I, I believe it was yesterday about how they're uh, up their email settings where you can basically turn off or turn on emails for a certain period during the day and the rest of that you don't get notifications. Oh, that's smart. So yeah. working globally, basically you're, you can get notifications for when you're working and not other times Absolutely. or mute them for a period of time if you want to go heads down, stuff like that. Uh, but being, you know, neat things like that. Um, and then I use like probably my biggest other thing. I'm not on Facebook, but I use Twitter a lot just for basically news consumption and, sure. and keeping on top of things and, and current activities. So Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's a funny thing. I mean, Twitter's been around for so long, and so many people still kind of scoff at it. But when when breaking news happens, where I get it and where a lot of people I know in different age ranges and everything get it is Twitter. I mean, it's just uh, it's, it's a really valuable source, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, I used to use newsreaders and, and all that stuff, you know, for the RSS feeds. And sure. I don't, you know, so many people push that to Twitter anymore. I just see it and I'll favorite it, go back and read it. I don't, you know, ha- that's basically like my number one go-to thing anymore. I don't, I don't hit a lot of news sites or anything like that. If I see a friend or someone that I follow, you know, tweets or retweets something, you know, that's almost like a, a validated source base. That's absolutely it. Yeah, you're, you're, it's curation within your own feed of uh, people you care about. It makes a lot of sense. Yep. Absolutely. So, as I, you know, we kind of did the introduction and I talked a little bit about WordPress and you're, you're, you're you know, quite a, a hero in the, in the community. Um, I mean, can you tell us a little bit of, you know, WordPress has obviously been around for a while now, but I mean, certainly still going. In fact, a statistic I just read uh, the other day, which I, I wasn't aware of this, I knew it was big, obviously, but WordPress is currently around 20% of the entire web, which to me is insane. That's such a huge chunk of something that's, you know, enormous. Um, you know, what's that community like? How do you see that? community moving forward um you know what's what's kind of your as an as a, a super insider you know what's what's your take on things right now it's uh it's interesting you know it's it's constantly evolving i've used uh wordpress personally since like 2004 so you know i've seen things change over you know over a period of 10 years and Absolutely. or more now um and you know it was very different back in the early days and and versus what happens now things move but at the same time it's gotten so big th- Certain things move slower, mm-hmm. but then there's the the community is so much larger, so there's a lot of things going on at once. Um, so it kind of makes it like there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things evolving, you know, in, in the community space, whether it be uh, new plugins or, or themes or controversy or whatever it may be. Sure. And then the core project, uh, there's stuff going on, but then you know some of that change is is slower. Like right now the the taxonomy meta stuff that they're finally working on rolling in has been incrementally changed over like four core versions of WordPress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where they've gone to, to implementing stuff, then to, uh, you know, the term splitting and, you know, then they've actually done a, on the latest version, they've done a forced term split where it actually, um, anything existing, you know, kind of f- was the last step basically. Yeah. Um, so there's just a lot of things that go, but unfortunately, you know, that's, that's a change right there. That's taken like a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then now they're looking at, there's roadmaps for short codes and other things. And, you know, it's, it's more incremental changes over a couple of versions. Um, so some of that change goes slower. Sometimes it causes problems, sometimes, you know, not. And, and there's issues with getting people involved. There's involvement, but getting people involved probably at the, at the correct points. Um, sure. You know, like the the short code stuff that's coming up right now, it seems like they've gotten a lot of good feedback early on, which didn't happen with some of these other things, you know, a couple versions ago when they requested feedback. So it's good to see that there's people getting involved in the early stages mm-hmm. and, and helping out versus getting involved at the late stage and complaining about, you know, maybe something not going their way because they didn't personally get involved. Sure. You know, two versions before when, when decisions were kind of being roadmapped and made. Absolutely. So that's kind of interesting, right? Because I mean, WordPress started out, you know, as, as as all things do, pretty small. And then as we've seen it, just kind of anyone that kind of follows startups and, and businesses. I mean, sometimes a company gets so big that they're not as fast and they're not as agile. I mean, is but an interesting thing about WordPress is that right. So there's a community that can build things for it, uh, and then there's the core. I mean, that's that's kind of an interesting uh, situation to have. I mean. You, is that what you're what you're saying that there's hints of of them just kind of moving maybe not as fast as as the community wants them to or needs them to as a core or 
Yeah, I, I, that's what I see. I see, yeah. and there's a lot of other people that see that as well. And I think part of it goes back to that statistic where, where uh, you know, WordPress powers twenty to to twenty five percent of the top million sites, um, and and millions of other sites that are outside the top million. Sure, um, the risk of of change and and what could potentially break and how much of the internet you could potentially break, uh, you know, with a change is. It's huge. So that like the core developers, that's a huge factor when they're thinking about doing something and testing and making sure that it's that it's okay. Um, is that that's like always in the back of their mind. And, and you know, they're like, they, they have to weigh that because it's not something that's smart. You know, if it's uh, there's a million sites that run something, you know, that's not a lot, but when there's 10 million sites that run something, you know, you've really got to consider absolutely um, the risk of, of breaking something. So for sure, no, it's interesting. I mean, so do you are are you optimistic about it? I mean, you, like I said, you, you're you're in the the community pretty pretty uh, you know pretty pretty well. Um, do you think they're going to continue conquering these new territories? I mean, do you think there's all? I mean, I guess there's always right for on, on yeah. There. I mean, I don't I don't ever see that changing. Yeah. I, it, was, it was more of an observation than a complaint. Just sure, sure, sure. Kind of the the direction that I've seen things shift over the the eleven or so years I've used it. Absolutely. Which is fine. I mean, that's just natural progression. Absolutely it is. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so we kind of wanted to move on to some, uh, some trending tech topics and, uh, you know, I mean today, uh, I, I, if you're even a little bit interested in tech or even if you're not at all, um, you've probably heard some, something about, uh, some, some new Apple stuff being released today. Um, in fact, you know, just before we jumped on this, uh, you know, this, this call, I kind of, I looked at your Twitter real quick as you were talking about Twitter earlier and I saw that you did, uh, re- uh retweet something, uh, Apple related. So I kind of wanted to see, you know, did you, uh, uh, did you get a full digest of everything that happened today? What are your what's your uh, what's your feelings on things? Yeah, I kind of had it on in the background for a bit. I was I was interested um, to see what they came out with. I think most of the uh, stuff that was mentioned a week or so ago on, on some of the predictions were were pretty spot on. So there weren't any big surprises today. Um, you know, I, I, I use that in my daily life. Um, I was kind of hoping for. Some some new tweaks for the iMacs or the MacBook Pros because yeah. I'm looking to upgrade that, but I didn't I didn't see anything. The Apple TV stuff looks looks pretty nice. It looks the great. iPads. I was waiting on a refresh, and I'm I'm not quite set on on what I'm going to do now because the the Pro version of the iPad looks really nice. Yeah. It's bigger, yeah. and right now like I have an iPad 2, which is which is pretty old and dated. And I was I was looking at getting uh, maybe one of the iPad Airs, but they, that's like the one iPad model they didn't refresh. Yeah, they didn't really so. touch the Air. That's true. That's true. No, yeah, they basically took whatever the Air Two is and and made it and compacted it into the Mini, and and you have an iPad Mini Four now. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I was actually considering getting my my daughter's uh, some small tablet for Christmas. Yeah. And uh, so now there's a new version of that. So I don't I don't know what I'm I'm on the fence about what I'm going <laughs> to yeah. do. What do you what do you think about what do you think about the pencil? I mean, the the pro is pretty slick, actually. I, I, I as soon as I saw it, I was for whatever reason a little skeptical, and then I kept seeing demos. I'm like, all right, I could, I could see that being pretty cool. Well, it's it's pretty much a computer. I think right. they, didn't they say the stat was it's it's uh, more powerful than eighty percent of the of the computers out there right now. Like, that is what they said. Yeah, yeah, that's like why. right out of the box. Well, that's because you know you get under the Windows side and and the the PCs and they just make the the cheap stuff for consumers. I mean, how many like PC grade uh, mini laptops can you get for like Absolutely. two, three, yeah, two, three hundred bucks anymore. Yep. So 
they're just they're dirt cheap absolutely true yeah no pretty cool stuff yeah and you're right the apple tv i mean it's been it's been ages since they've refreshed that um that's that's probably the product that they put out today that i'm most likely to pick up once it's out i think i could see myself yeah. picking up one of those yep cool stuff um, so yeah, kind of wrapping up here, um, you yourself, Mr. Duff, what, what, what are some things we can expect to see, uh, you know, down the road for you? Uh, some, some big ambitions, things that you're kind of interested in and, and, and planning on tackling? Uh, the intent right now is to, to stick with WordPress stuff. I'd like to get into the, uh, the product space. I have a plug-in idea or two that I'd like to, if I can find time, get get into a, a package that I can, uh, you know, actually sell, um, and get it, you know, I've had some proof of concept stuff and some work that was done, um, for a client that basically said, if you buy me out on what we paid to develop this, you can have the, the idea and oh, do nice. support and everything. So that's one thing I'm looking at. It's, it's just more of a time constraint at this point to find the time to, uh, to sit down and do it. I'm hoping, uh, maybe to take some of December off uh, from client work and, and that service work to be able to to sit down and put some time onto this. Um, but other than that, that's that's I mean because that recurring revenue and being able to have something in the support, uh, you know, as a backer for for all your other service work makes so much sense because it gives you kind of that constant income. For sure. No, it makes sense. It makes the, the kind of uh, lifestyle businesses or, or what have you on the side makes a ton of sense. If you're getting recurring uh, revenue coming in, um, there's there's not a lot that's uh, better there's, than that. And, that. and that gets into a lot of spaces, you know, basically getting into to products and services opens up so much more because you can um, you can change the product. Sometimes you fail at a product, you come out with another product. Um, but getting out of that, like you can only go so far with service work for the most part. You sure. can only charge so much an hour, do so much, you know, so many hours in a day. Um, whereas a product that's that's a tangible item that you sell and the support that goes with that and the updates and, and all that, um, I think there's a lot more. And, and you've, I've seen that personally in mm -hmm. the WordPress space over the past uh, two years especially. Uh, there's a lot of people that are getting into it, whether it be one thing. There's people that have turned it into full-on businesses where they have, uh, you know, a couple uh, products now, um, and they're making. I mean, like look at Pippin Williamson with with. Um, he's got his plugin site. He's got uh, Easy Digital Downloads, Affiliate WP, Restrict Content Pro, and some of those are open. Some of them are premium. Yeah. Uh, the add-ons, you know, and that huge marketplace, and and he does a financial report at the end of every year as far as what he makes. Really? Uh, as far as what he pays out in right. in uh, affiliate commissions and third party developer commissions. And it's it's astounding to see what he's turned that into over the past couple of years. Sure, yeah. I, mean, I think the, the it was last year, the year before he he made something like three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. Um and I mean that was the total income for everything. And then what the amount he paid out to, to other individuals being like, you know, two thirds of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. People that are making third party plugins for this and selling it through his site and the profits that they're making. And he's it's kind of almost like uh he's made his own like um Code Canyon or theme. Yeah, board. absolutely. Like That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. He's like a mini Envato and he's got yeah. like this whole marketplace. And so people are able to make money there though off of his, his open source plugins and stuff. And at the same time, people give back time uh, to make it better. You know, I've done stuff with Restrict Content Pro and, and uh, Affiliate WP um, and contributed fixes back. And I've had some of my clients, you know, that, that use that and we've done custom integrations for them and, and in turn, you know, found Found, either found issues or found things we could improve. So it's it's kind of a neat thing because all his stuff's actually, even though they're paid plugins, uh, they're all open source on GitHub, so you can submit patches. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. 
yeah, good stuff. Well, I, I absolutely appreciate you, uh, you know, sitting down and chatting with me for a little bit. This is certainly fun. And like I said, our first, uh, uh, you know, episode of The X, so I certainly appreciate it. Um, for anyone kind of listening here, uh, please feel free to, to leave comments and share. And uh, big points to anyone that can name the intro theme song. So, Ryan Duff, thank you so much. This was awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No problem.